Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Podcast with me, Georgina Knoll. This is where I share the inner workings of my mind and my world and occasionally interview some kick-ass people from my life and from the industry in which I work so that you can help yourself up-level to what it takes to become a six-figure earner in the coaching industry. I don't just help coaches, I help artists and creators, visionaries from all walks of life. But if you know that you have been needing to feel seen and heard and understood, and sometimes you feel like a hot fucking mess, and you just feel like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if there was someone out there who was sharing their internal processing so I didn't feel like I was so fucking crazy? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Inner Work. I hope you enjoy the show. Good morning. I had no idea what my voice was going to sound like because those are the first words that I've spoken this morning. (laughs) We could have ended up with some drag queen kind of husky, sexy voice, but just normal. So there we go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Inner Work Podcast with Georgina Knoll. That's me. I was just sitting here and I had this little aha moment and it's one of those aha moments that might end up turning into a podcast episode, hence recording it, or (laughs) it might just be some rambling that I do into a microphone and then I realise I've gone so far off tangent that I can't possibly publish this and then I hit delete. That happens sometimes, you know, real life. (laughs) So I was just thinking about trust and um, I, I noticed that with my nervous system having been in um, from last year, from about, I don't know, like probably about March, February, late February, early March, all the way through to um, probably like November last year, my system, looking back, my system was kind of in a heightened sympathetic state. And that takes a toll, right? Because you're pumping certain hormones and chemicals around your body when you're in that state. It also means that you're not really resting and relaxing properly. So your immune system's probably taking a bit of a hit, all of that kind of stuff. So physiologically, there was a lot going on as a result of what my fight or flight, freeze, fawn, all of the things, (laughs) all of the responses were happening at some point, I think, but mainly freeze and fawn. When it comes to fight or flight, the weird thing about that one is if you actually go into fight and you, excuse me, you go into fight and you have like a big reaction to something, you are actually releasing the energy. So I think that's something to remember is um, unless it's like, unless you never get to release it, right? If you, if you kind of have the outburst, you have the anxiety attack or you have the something in your system goes through the kind of process of actually releasing the emotion, then you've you've done what your system needed you to do so it's not actually quite as detrimental sometimes um, as long as you actually get to discharge the energy from your system when it comes to freeze and fawn I think a lot of us get a bit stuck and we kind of carry those responses around so fawning might show up in your life like people pleasing not liking confrontation things like that and it becomes almost like a character trait it becomes almost a part of our identity And then with freeze, 
you won't even really know why you're not doing something. And a lot of us will just label it as like, oh, I'm, I'm just procrastinating or so many fucking people labeling issues with their nervous system ish, like labeling it as fucking ADHD. When in fact, it's just like, no, you've just literally been in fight, flight, freeze or fawn response for your whole fucking life. And now as you're getting older, it's getting harder and harder to navigate life because it, it just keeps chipping away and chipping away at your sense of self-worth, you know? Just like, why can't I just get stuff done when I want to get it done? Why do I always freeze? Why blah, blah, blah? Why do I always self-sabotage? All this kind of stuff. And then we can get into like frustration or bitterness with ourselves when actually that we probably just need to chill the fuck out and actually take care of ourselves a bit better. That was not where I was expecting this to go, but it came out. So there we go. So what I started to feel into when I was feeling into like how I was feeling last year, there was a lot of freeze response going on and a lot of fawn um, with trying to get out of a situation with trying to relinquish something that I no longer wanted to be a part of. And so without even realising, I kind of went into this fawn response to try and get out of something because when I clearly stated my needs and my intentions in that relationship they weren't they weren't listened to they weren't heard they were shut down um and that so I mean my internal systems obviously went well we need to protect her we need to protect Regina we need to get her out of this situation because it's not good for her so it started to shut down parts of me um, that kind of wanted to bite back because the biting back wasn't going to work. If I'd bitten back and kind of fought, if you will, then I could have got very hurt. And so in this situation, I very much went into fawn and people pleasing and like strokey strokey of the ego of the other person so that I could leave somehow. So the first thing to acknowledge is when we are doing that, when we are being people pleasing or when we are avoiding confrontation is the first thing is like, I'm not going to judge myself for it. I know I did the best I could with the resources that I had at the time. I'm not usually someone who lets people walk all over them. <laughs> but in this situation, it was very heightened. And it was like, oh, this lesson has been sent for me to learn. I see. Um, the other piece is like, it's a form of manipulation. So it comes from a place of obviously wanting to protect a wounded part of myself, wanting to protect an inner child part of myself. And when dealing with certain personalities, it's actually quite difficult to do anything else. It's like a learned response for how to get out of certain situations and certain relationship dynamics. So there's no point in judging myself or beating myself up for how I got out of it. In fact, I'm very grateful to my system for understanding that that was the best way for me to get out. However, I do acknowledge that in any of those kind of people pleasing scenarios, it is, you know, when you feel wounded inside and not strong enough or not powerful enough to get out of something, the only tool in the arsenal sometimes is to kind of emotionally manipulate to get out, right? So I'm hoping this is landing with you guys, but that people pleasing response can actually be a way of smoothing things over so that we can not have to have a confrontation or not get hurt or not endanger ourselves. So, you know, it's kind of a, in my, in my mind, I understand why, I fully understand why I responded in that way. It was the only way that felt safe for me to leave that particular scenario and that particular relationship. 
Um, so, you know, forgiveness and acceptance, really important. If I was to look at that version of myself and be like, you should have stood up for yourself more, you should have, you know, what's that going to help? That's not, is it? It's, it's not helpful ever to look back at a past version of ourselves and be like, you were in the wrong. However, I can acknowledge that the lesson learned means that I probably won't get myself in that situation ever again, to be honest, because it was so emotionally heightened and so painful (laughs) that it's like my system really needed to like burn this message into my body. (laughs) Like, don't do this again. This is not good. You need to fucking stop making decisions (laughs) from a wounded place and you need to start sticking up for yourself more. So even though it was painful at the time, I have now come out of it with a lot more of a grounded sense of self and my inner power. And also, it's actually in some way, it's allowed me to feel a lot softer with myself and in the world, right? It doesn't mean that I don't still hold myself or my clients accountable for their bullshit, because <laughs> I do. But it's just an internal softness with myself. I no longer feel the need to like punish myself in the way that I used to. I used to have a lot of internal like self-loathing patterns or worthiness stuff going on. Whereas now it's, I mean, I can't even begin to express how different it is. It's just something that is very felt in my body. It's almost impossible for me now to like punish myself for something because it, why do we punish ourselves? Because we got taught when we were kids, if we did something wrong, there were consequences. And I understand parents did that because it was like, don't touch the stove because it's hot. Oh, you touched it. Going to give you a little tap on the hand and say, no, that was, don't do that. That's bad because they're trying to protect you. But then when we then carry that self-punishment pattern into adulthood, we, it, it like grows, right? And it starts to generalize all, and it just spreads like a fucking fungus until it gets to the point where, we start to use self-punishment almost as like a motivation tool. <laughs> um, and it's it's really fucked up actually how we do that. And I, I'm sure that a lot of you can resonate with that. It's almost like if I no longer punish myself or judge myself, how do I grow? How do I know if I'm good? How do I know if I'm doing the right thing? How will I hold myself accountable and make sure I get shit done? And it's like, well, because you turn the compass, you, you turn the dial and you shift your compass to, oh, right, if it feels good, then I'll do it. If I understand the act that there's a positive outcome to this action, I'll do it rather than I've been told I should or Instagram said that I should do it this way or that strategy coach told me that I've got to do X, Y, Z or whatever. And then punishing yourself if you don't. When you start to let your desire be the compass, when you start to let like, hmm, that feels good or ooh, I like that idea over there. I'm going to go and try that on for size. Your life just gets so much lighter, but it's such a massive paradigm shift that if there's no internal calibration that happens first, which is why when a lot of people come and work with me, they'll notice, like I've had people say, like, I just feel so giddy. In the collective, there are two or three people who are like, oh, I just feel giddy (laughs) afterwards, like happy and like childlike and excited again. Because it's almost like people forget that that's, life is meant to feel good. Like we come down to live in this human skin suit because we want to experience sensation. We want to experience and feel life. And we can't do that if we're just like stuck in freeze all the time or stuck in, you know, I've got to be a quote unquote adult and be responsible and do all the things. It's like you can be responsible and you can do all the things and 
you can enjoy life. It's not one or the other, right? I had a memory the other day of, um, I did some inner child work on it, of little me holding a parent's hand. I couldn't figure out who it was. I just saw a little me. And she was just like looking up with her big eyes, just looking up at the person standing next to her. And she just looked like, oh, kind of sad, but kind of resigned and just like, okay, I just won't say anything. <clears throat> and notice that I clear my throat there. I can't say anything. <clears throat> my throat chakra immediately responds. Oh, the body's amazing, isn't it? Um, and this little me was looking up at the adult and um, she had that kind of energy about her. So I just went in and I had a little chat with her and I just said, you know, What's, what's going on for you? And she just looked at me and she was almost surprised that a grown-up was asking her, like, what's wrong? What's going on? And, um, you know, to asking her to, to speak. And she, her whole thing was just, everyone's so, it was a wedding is what I was picking up from the memory. And she was just really confused. She was like, I thought that this was meant to be a celebration. I thought this was meant to be a fun day, but everyone's so serious. Why are grown-ups always so serious about things that are important? And I mean, as I say it, like, I just feel my heart fill because that's my whole vibe. (laughs) Why are we so serious about the things that are important? Why do we think that because something is important, it has to be serious and hard? Why do we think that because we have a deep reverence for something like for me, for example, I have a deep, deep reverence and respect for the work that I do with people and for the fact that people step forward into my world and have their feet held to the fire of transformation and leave a different person that I do not take that for granted and yet I'm not going to sit there and like not let anyone have fun while we do it I mean what's the fucking point of course we're going to have fun while we do it of course we're going to laugh like idiots (laughs) I was going to say like twats I don't know why (laughs) don't know why I edited myself there probably said something even worse um but of course we're going to laugh of course we are. Because what we're doing is incredibly important. And therefore, laughter needs to come into the equation. Laughter shifts energy. So when I was talking to this little version of me, this little kid, um, I just said, I totally agree. And I was like, what would you what would you do? What would you have happen in this moment if you could have your way? And she just looked at me all mischievous. And she was like, I just wave my magic, magic wand and everyone would be dancing. And I was like, okay. So we just, she waved her magic wand and she was like, all these like glittery sparks flew out of her magic wand. And then as they touched people, they all just started dancing and laughing and, you know, and it wasn't even about her. And this was interesting to me. It was like, it wasn't about her being like, quote unquote, the center of attention. It was actually just, she just wanted everyone to be having fun. And I thought, wow, it's so fascinating how I've carried that throughout my entire life. And often when people come and work with me and they do what's called matrix re-imprinting, where we go back and we talk to your echo, your younger self, your inner child, right? When we do that work together, it's so fascinating to me that the two things that most people want from a situation regarding their parents, if there's parents in the memory, is one, to have a hug, you know, to feel the love from the parents, um, like the acceptance, the forgiveness, etc. But there's usually a hug involved. I never force it, but usually the echo will want a hug from somebody. And the other thing is, I just want to play. They want to go and play a game with their mum or their dad or their auntie or whoever, you know, is in the picture. They just want to go and play. 
And I just thought, wow, it's so fucking simple, really, isn't it? And yet we deprive ourselves of the things that we need the most, like physical intimacy and connection with other people because we're so afraid that, what if they don't want me back? What if I'm too needy? Blah, blah, blah. We want physical connection. We want physical intimacy. We want to love and to be loved and for that communication to be open and flowing between the people who love each other. We want it to just be known don't want to have to do the emotional labor for everyone else in our lives and try and teach them how to love us all (laughs) it's like why can't people just be open about how they feel (laughs) and um the other piece is the play and it's like as soon as someone like if there's a bit of a flirtation energy and if there's a bit of playful energy like I get so excited I'm like like I feed off of that shit because it's so fun And it brings something inside of me. It brings something online that just feels so innate and natural and nurturing to me. It feels like nourishment when I get to laugh and play, like physically play, you know. And I think we just deprive ourselves of it. And it's that's sad to me. It's sad that so many people are so caught up in, right, I've got to hit X target in my business or I've got to get to this point on the career ladder or I've got to make sure my family are like, this stable or this happy before I'm allowed to be happy um you know and I just think the whole idea of my current offering actually the ripple is really about bringing it back to self and really about understanding that when we put ourselves at the top of our list I mean all of my work is really about the self and about you know putting ourselves first with the ripple it's really about understanding that the more we pay attention to and intentionally prioritize ourselves and our feelings of like I feel good I feel ready for the day I feel like magic could happen the more we nurture and encourage that frequency and that sensation inside our own body and really ground that into ourselves the more we magnetize people who want that and the more that we ripple that out into the world without even trying we just radiate that energy that kind of you know I'm like wiggling my bum because I'm a sacral so I'm like wiggling my little butt here like an excited puppy (laughs) but the thing that came to me this morning this the two the two words that came to me as I was thinking about all this and kind of getting myself so excited for the ripple (laughs) be like I can't wait to do this work with people I'm so excited um this is like my soul work here you know like to bring the playfulness, the simplicity back to life and, under, you know, have people understand that it really is from that place of simple connect, like connection with the body and our joy and our pleasure. I'm about to burp. Excuse me. Energy shifting. And it's 10-10 here. There you go. All the repeating numbers. Um, it's really this work when I sat with myself, I haven't launched anything for a couple of months. And when I sat with myself, I was like, what do I really want to bring into the world? Like what actually feels good? And I just want an intimate group of people. So a small group of people where we meet each week and we just get to continue to cultivate and clear out of the way any debris that is stopping us from truly creating what we want in our life from a place of feeling good. And to have that small network of people, like tight-knit little intimate community where we get to come back. Because for me, larger groups are great and they have a certain energy, right? I get that. But for me personally, when I'm really doing this deep, deep work with people, I want to be able to support them in a very high-touch way, in a very like 
I'm there. You message and you got me, baby. Because this work is so important to me. And I understand that turning the dial from I work harder to prove myself, to earn money, to do, to earn everything, switching the dial to what we really want, which is just like have more fun in our lives and let money be a byproduct of how delicious we feel. <laughs> right? Um, switching that, we, we cog- like consciously, we're like, yeah, fuck, that sounds amazing. But then when you actually have to do the work of deprogramming the hustle and the the pushing and the self-punishment. And when you're doing that deprogramming work, it really fucking helps to have somewhere you can go and be like, holy crap, I had a conversation with, you know, my partner or my mom or your children or whatever. And it went completely differently. And it was amazing, but I'm a little bit freaked out. Like, what's what the fuck's happening? <laughs> you know, and to have us all step in and be like, no, that's great. This is exactly what's meant to happen. And to hold you through those moments where you feel a bit like you're on Bambi legs, you know, where you're like, kind of like, oh, baby dear, I'm a little bit wobbly. Like I know that I'm making new choices and I feel different, but holy crap. It's about being held in the frequency of this is how it gets to be for you now. Like this is normal now. This is, this is it. I think a lot of people do this deep clearing work and then they kind of go off out into the world and then, you know, an obstacle will come up and it can make people question like, oh, have I really changed? Is this, um, has this worked? I don't know. Whereas when you actually get to be in this kind of rapid transformation container of six weeks, you get to have it reflected back to you continually. Like, yes, this is exactly what is meant to be happening. You're in exactly the right place. You get to have people around you, including myself, right? I'm a powerhouse of positivity when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) It's, you know, when people come to me, they're like, oh, I don't know if it's working. I don't know. Well, I'm like, dude, let's flip the coin over. What is going well? Look at how different this went this week and reminding you over and over again to continually believe in the change that you're creating in your life and to stop letting doubt sabotage your ass. So anyway, once again, I didn't intend to speak about that, but it came through. So we let it come. But the the two phrases that came to me when I was really thinking about this today was that I think a lot of us, myself included, uh, like up until recently, up until probably pff, July, maybe May, May, June, July, that kind of time of year. What's that? Summer? <laughs> oh, Georgina, good morning. So up until summer this year, so we're like a good, like over a year, right? I've been navigating healing, doing the deep diving around all that stuff that happened last year. And then when I really came out of that and I started to create again and have amazing things happen in my life and started to see the amplification and the proliferation of the, all the inner work I'd done, started to like reap the rewards, if you will. I realized this morning when I actually feel into the frequencies that have been at play, it's like there's two frequencies that I think we play in a lot and one that we want to play into, but we don't and one that we choose instead, which keeps us like quote unquote safe or comfortable. And when I say safe and comfortable, that can also mean kind of chasing our tail in the same pattern of self-sabotage or stagnation that we've been in for a long time. And though we get frustrated, it's like, well, we're familiar with that frustration. The frustration of sabotaging yourself, not doing what you know you need to do, making promises to yourself and breaking them, those sabotages and that frustration is so familiar to us that it almost becomes like its own little morphic field, this little vortex, this little whirlpool of energy that sucks us in time and time again. And even though it doesn't feel good and it feels uncomfortable and it's not really what we want, for our life we we know it it's known 
And the body loves what is known, which is why we stay in situations for longer than we feel and maybe healthy, right? So when I fell into that, I was like, what is it? What are these two frequencies that I can feel? The one that helps us break out of those cycles and into something new and like build something new and get into the momentum and excitement of that newness versus what sucks us back into that vortex. And the two words that came to me were trust and caution. In emotional clearing, caution is in the water element and it's about always needing to know like what might go wrong or what might like weighing up everything to the point where there's not really a lot of emotional energy. There's not really a lot of like excitement or magic or anything. And also the energy or it's like the energy of planning, you know, like I'm going to be really cautious. I'm going to make a plan, but then do you actually ever follow through on the plan? And if you do, does it really feel good? (laughs) Or are you just like, like a little lemming just putting one foot in front of the other and never really experiencing anything. And then on the other hand, you've got trust, which is where you take a sidestep out of what is known into what you know could be. And this is where being in my energetic field is really fucking helpful. (laughs) Because my defined route my defined G-center, the fact I'm a six line. (laughs) Trust is a huge part of how I navigate my life. And I realized that when things stagnated so much for me at one point last year, it's because I had got so stuck in caution. And I, it's almost like my system was so afraid to trust. It was a freak the fuck out. And when I thought about trust, like I could still, like, it was almost like I could smell you know, when someone's had a strong um, aftershave or something and it almost lingers in your nostrils and every now and then, even if they're not in the room, you kind of go, you almost like smell them. Even if they're not even like, I've, I've had a friend who used to wear this most beautiful, delicious um, aftershave stuff. And then I was in London once and I got, I, I like, smelt it and I was like, huh, what? He's in Jersey. Um, you know, like that kind of that faint whisper of, a person that you can get from a scent. It's almost like that. I could almost like get a faint whiff of what trust used to feel like. And yet I couldn't quite trust myself enough to lean into trust, right? So I kept choosing that vortex of caution and the discomfort and the churning. And it was really hard work, (laughs) but it was familiar. So I stayed in it. And then this year... I just had to make some choices about whether or not it was good. That was just going to like, I got to a point where I was like, is this just going to be my life now? And I just remember breaking down to my boyfriend and being like, if this is just what my life is going to be now, if this is just how I'm going to feel all the time, like, what is the point? And I don't mean that in an emotive, like suicidal way. I just mean like a despair, like a, like a loss of hope is how it felt. I was like, am I, is this it now? Is this it for me? Is this how my life is going to be always and forever? And it was kind of in that moment where I like, it's the breakdown before the breakthrough, right? I remind my clients of this all the time when they're like, oh, things are going wrong. And I'm like, it's okay. This is a really exciting time because you're actually, you're feeling something you've not allowed yourself to feel before. You're feeling the despair of where you are. 
And in my mind, that's a really positive thing because it means that you're actually being honest with yourself about where you are in relation to where you want to be. And that's the piece that people don't want to feel. They don't want to feel how far away they are from really living their dream life. Because the only thing that's keeping them trapped in where they are is their mindset and the lack of action. And they know that deep down, but then all these stories compound in our subconscious mind and then they become truths. Then they become beliefs about ourselves and about our identity and about how this is all that's available to us forever. So working with somebody like me is obviously kind of putting you on the fast track to shifting timelines. And I'm very adept at that because I (laughs) leapfrog timelines all the fucking time. It's kind of part of being a manifesting generator. Um... But when I'm in my most trusting, in my most flowful state, I'm like, ooh, lily pad, ooh, I'll hop over there, ooh, to the next lily pad. And I just kind of bounce from one place to the next. And then occasionally I will stall and I will feel stagnant. And it's like I've, I've made too many quantum leaps in one go and my system's going, okay, you need to just like slow the fuck down now. Can you let me, <laughs> let me take a breath and just be where I am for a minute? <laughs> but for me, I just wanted to really contextualize and then share with you this idea of caution versus trust because I think so many people struggle with trust and I'm gonna say women female body humans who've been you know treated as female up until whenever you know it's like if if you are someone who was born into a female body and had femininity projected onto you and your role in society through that lens as a kid if you had that projected onto you then you probably grew up with feeling like some element of powerlessness you know because we're kind of taking you know well people want to protect the little girl right? in my family anyway I'll own that um but it just kind of taught me that I have to be careful I have to be careful all the time you know I've got to be quiet got to be careful And I was actually very shy as a little kid, which I know you might find that quite hard to believe. But uh, yeah, I was very shy. I think even at a young age, I realised the power of my voice. And I think probably my parents did as well. And it was probably quite annoying having a little chatty Cathy around the place when they're just trying to fucking like, you know, make money and (laughs) keep, you know, keep food on the table, keep a family happy, make things like just, you know, being a family. (laughs) doing all that shit, having jobs, you know, being grown-ups and having to navigate family dynamics and relationships and money and work and all of that stuff. Like, I get it. (laughs) But from that tiny little kid's perspective, she's like, why can't we just play? Everything's so much easier then, right? So that's what I have to say to you today. Where are you not cultivating trust? And if you don't know how, fucking come and work with me do you know what I mean like this is this is the magic here this is the stuff that's really gonna kick your work your artwork your healing work your life your relationships your money shit it's gonna kick it up into a whole new level because when you move forward with trust it's almost like everything gets caught in that slipstream everything is very magnetic that sense of I just trust like I'm just gonna why wouldn't I why wouldn't I get everything I want you know, that mindset versus like, oh, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's like, well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> and if you're in a position where working with me just isn't available to you right now, then go binge my free content, you know, get in on my next free offer whenever that comes out. Just be in the energy, find people in your real life, in your like physical reality, find a community of people or even one other person who has 
that level of just like, fuck it, trust and get all up in their grill, like hang out with that person. (laughs) And that's part of the magic of being in my world is that the closer your proximity to me, the more of that, you know, like you're closer to it, right? So you, it ripples through you. Anyway, hmm, feels good to think about just living in trust. So I'm going to go and do that today and have a delicious day. (laughs) And I hope that you will do the same. Thank you so much for listening. And if this has resonated with you, then please do share it with someone who you know would really benefit from hearing it. And um, if you know it's time for you to come work with me, then I look forward to seeing you in my inbox. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world that there are people out there who are interested enough into the internal workings of my crazy mind to actually sit down and listen to me whiffling on about all things mindset. I'm so, so grateful that you took the time out of your day to spend a few minutes with me. So if you'd like to know more, then please do pop over to Facebook and check out Mindset and Life Transformations, which is my free Facebook community for all things mindset and energy work. I'm also on Instagram at Georgina Noel EFT, so you can find me there and find out even more about my weird and wonderful world where I do all of the crazy magic things. And also I train martial arts, so you get to see a lot of me hitting things too. I really do share all that I am on that amazing platform. So come on over, follow me, send me a message, say hi, let me know you listen to the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day. And also, yay, celebrating myself for finally doing an intro and outro for this motherfucker. Have a wicked day. Bye.